kick it on up in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And a regulation here, back for another week in the stew with the same old crew. And man, am I excited to be here tonight. We've got a great little show put together for all of you. So make sure you stick around till the very end. So as always, you can stay educated and entertained. Let us go ahead and meet the rest of the minds behind the movement, live from Richmond, in a new studio tonight. Tommy Lasagna, how we doing, kid? That's right. We're in a new studio tonight. It's a long weekend of moving, but uh, I got to tell you, I cannot be happier with the new stew. How are the acoustics? Uh, I don't know. I guess they're like kind of work in progress there, but we'll find so out. So far, so good. We'll find out. Well, <clears throat> next up, fun little fact. We've got two hosts living in a uh, Richmond area, but from the West Coast, Richmond SF. Harry Douglas, how we doing? We're good. Don't get it confused with Richmond, Oakland, because uh, it's not a place you want to be. Yeah, Just yeah. Saying. Just yeah. saying. I'm also sweating my... Coach Carter, fun fact for those that don't know. That's right, Rich What? Yeah, that's where <laughs> that comes from. Um, sweating my nuts off tonight in the uh, studio. It's a cool 92 degrees in uh, 338 2nd Avenue, San Francisco, well, ho- California. Hopefully we'll keep it cool and breezy, baby. Yeah, real cool well, and breezy. And- and quick PSA, um, honestly, for any friends and family, um, for anybody that knows Brent, uh, we actually have not heard heard or seen from him in quite some time. Last he was seen was leaving a hostel with a man lady. Um, so if you have any tips, please let us know. Um, let's go ahead and cue up the music, ladies. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. Derek Jeter, final game with a my fellow plebeians, let's run down our agenda here. We've got some banner for you tonight, as always. Uh, big poppy update, some real life iRobot, and more. We've got some NHL and NBA playoff updates. We've got the NBA playoffs currently happening right now, so we'll make sure to talk about that and our thoughts and predictions for the rest of the series. Going to talk a little bit of USC, Tony Ferguson, and Donald Cowboy Cerrone, uh, which uh, was kind of the main main focus, but there's a lot more that was uh, going on that night, so we'll talk about that as well. Finally, wrap it up with some buzzer beaters. But first and foremost, as always, we got to get the wheels moving. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk warm ups. Notice something today. Um, <clears throat> not quite sure why I was typing, but uh, or what context it was in. Uh, but it was typed, and as I typed it in, I had noticed that a peach emoji appeared in replacement of but, and. Uh, I got beef. I gotta say, we, we're, we're sexualizing fruit now. I know that grapefruits have always been a thing that have been sexualized, but you know, now now I just think we're going zucchini. Zucchini. Yeah, man. It's exactly. Been sexualized. Egg, eggplant. Like, come on, man. I, I feel you know, attacked. Yeah. Every every time I type in my dick, a little shrimp emoji pops up. What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. It you gotta look into up. that, dude. You gotta look into that. But but honestly, you're right. Like you see all these emojis with like. Uh, the eggplant and, and, and the water shit and uh, the, the peaches and, you know, it's all insinuating, obviously, dick and butt. We get it. Ha, ha, ha. But um, I got to tell you, you know, Apple's kind of ruining food for me. Or, or maybe it's making it more pleasurable. I don't know. Were you, a, were you a big eggplant guy? Are you a big eggplant guy? Never liked eggplant, but I got to say I dig peaches. Does that mean really? you also eat ass? I've never been an ass guy. Mm. Like, in that sense. But, hmm. Mom, I love you. Um, all right, let's go ahead and kick it off now that we're warmed up into some banner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, news that obviously struck last night going into this morning. Uh, we posted about it, obviously, once you were all awake. Um, but three-time World Series champion and Dominican Republic native David Big Papi Ortiz uh, was shot at the Dial Bar and Lounge. Um, it, but has now been confirmed in stable condition. So quick uh, detail for all of you that didn't know. Um, he was, as we had mentioned, in a local bar. Um, shots fired off, was not 
fully clear whether it was intended for him or if there was just an altercation that ensued. Um, but he was shot in the back, exited through his stomach. The gunman was arrested. I believe there was one other individual that got away. Um, <clears throat> but the gunman did not get away before he was uh, just beaten. The guy just got his shit kicked in. Apparently the crowd, you know, just did some vigilante stuff, um, grabbed him, beat him up pretty good. He's concussed. He busted up his right and left knee. His arms busted. His ribs are busted. But, you know, serves him right for firing off shots in a crowded space. space. But I mean, um, how, how are you going to shoot at probably the biggest, most important athlete to ever come out of the Dominican Republic? I just... I, th- that's sort of yeah. what I, but I I'm trying to make sense of that. And from what I've been hearing is that he was like trying that the shot was intended for somebody in Ortiz's entourage. And obviously, you know, Ortiz got in the way, but like, what are you, what are you doing shooting at David fucking Ortiz? Like the guy's lucky yeah. he's not dead. And in the Dominican Honestly, Republic, like he's probably going to die. I'm surprised that crowd didn't just tear him apart limb from limb. That's like, what just, I mean. like, just stretched him out until his fucking arms popped out of socket. The fact that um, he got away with his life is it, it, a miracle within it's mir- Miraculous, yeah. yeah. It really now, is. Tom, to your point, like, Poppy has complained in the past, I think, like, four years ago, something had happened, uh, and he had complained about the lack of security and the lack of safety in the Dominican Republic. Well, my man, you were, like, one of the most influential individuals in the sport of baseball. Oh, and to, to top it off, you have a shitload of money in a pretty impoverished uh, country all in itself. So, like, this this honestly doesn't surprise me. Like, we've seen this way too much. We've seen Freddy Wapo be killed where he lives, XX Tentacion killed where he lives. Like, the key to not dying is getting the fuck out of where you start because there will always be people who want to see you fail. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a bit of a stretch when we're talking about Ortiz, because he was like, you know, just the, the figure that he is. I, I don't know what he was doing down there, probably just living it up. But yeah, to, to your point, you got to consider that the Dominican Republic is by no means a safe place. If you're looking for security, like that's not the place you're going to find it. I don't care how much money you have. That It's so fucking shady down there. I wouldn't, if I gave somebody a million dollars, I still wouldn't trust them. I, yeah, there were just I, yeah. like there were just like three American tourists who died of some like unknown disease, like yeah, within the like last po- month. More like poison, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like so. Yeah. So and not even in but, the I mean, Dominican dude, Republic. Over in Asia, there was a couple who literally was healthy on their way to the airport, just do- dropped dead because of some bacterial infection. Father's like yeah. now investigating it. It's like ah. Uh, huh. Oh yeah, they were in uh, they were in um, Fiji. Yeah, Bali. but uh, to to circle back. The, the reality is that David Ortiz is in serious condition. He's stable now, but he underwent a six-hour surgery in the Dominican, and they removed parts of his spleen, his intestine, uh, his colon. He had his gallbladder completely removed. His liver got chipped, um, and, and they're actually at a shortage of B-positive blood. And shout-out to the Boston Red Sox here because they sent a plane today. So the Red Sox sent a plane down to the Dominican Republic just to pick up Ortiz and bring him back to Boston for the proper treatment. So, you know, shout out to the Red Sox, always a classy organization, looking out for their own, and, you know, prayers not, up. Not to like Poppy. Poppy couldn't have already handled it himself. I mean, yeah, but he, he, I don't think he's in, in any condition to be making plans like that for himself right now. Yeah, obviously, Tom. Um, but yeah, you know, nonetheless, I, I obviously hope and wish him a speedy recovery, uh, super crazy story. Whenever you see somebody, um, you know, obviously of serious stature or, or a famous figure, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think honestly the lesson learned is a, if you have a shitload of money, stay the fuck out of the Dominican Republic. And if you get super successful, don't hang out where you grew up. I'll I'll remember that when I'm. That's some great financial advice, yeah. I mean, honestly, man, there's just nothing good that comes out of it. Like people always want to see you to see you fail. You know, dude, but he's like, 
Yeah, he's like, I mean, the way I think about it is, is David Ortiz is to the Dominican what, like, Conor McGregor is to Ireland. Oh, yeah, no shit, but there are plenty of people who would love to see him fail. Conor, that is. I, I don't think this guy was shooting at Ortiz. I think Ortiz just got caught in the crossfire at, you know, wrong place, but, wrong time. Kind of. But to my point, like, what is he doing hanging out with a crew member that's associated with fucking gangbangers? That's that's another question. I don't know. I, I, well, I think, you know, it's it's because it's Should like a lot of speculation. Should we get him on to talk to him? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, I hear your schedule's pretty open right now. Yeah. yeah, it's very open. Um, I mean, there's a lot of speculation. I've seen, you know, articles that, like, there were two hired police officers that were hired by some drug lord because they thought, he thought Ortiz was having an affair with his wife or some shit. Like, you know, so, like, right now, See, now that would everything's, everything's speculation, you know. I'm sure something will come out about the true motive behind it or who the actual target was. Um, but definitely, without a doubt, a, a very uh, unfortunate event. I hope Big Papa gets well soon. Because regardless of him being a Red Sox, you know, and all that and taking some championships away from the Yankees, uh, the, guy's, the guy's the man. I mean, he's like yeah, one of the legend. cooler athletes out there. Yeah, total legend. So, um, well, speedy recovery. Um, you know, obviously, for those of you that don't know, you can check it out. We've posted about it. Um, there's no link, so just Google it. Um, all right, next up, iRobot in real life. Um, came across this, realized we're in serious trouble. Due to Brexit, uh, there has been a shortage of seasonal farmers or workers. Uh, this is where we could have probably used our, our fourth string here, Brent. Uh, but we are... Now in the process of replacing humans who are only capable of picking 15,000 berries or or items a day, uh, and they're set to be replaced by machines that can, you know, pick 25,000. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the process of being replaced by robots. So you better find a job that um, can't be done by a robot, like sales or, or... I, I don't know assassins. I don't. I don't really know at this point. <laughs> I, I'd like to point out there's absolutely no way that number's right. I, 15, I swear to God, fifteen thousand berries, dude. You got to think about it. Like you're, they're not. They're not processing and cutting and shaking these berries. They're just like clipping. I, I don't know how to how the fuck berries work, but like Carter's not it too well versed in berry picking, but he's somewhat yeah, man, well versed. I'm not a berry connoisseur, but I read a little bit about this. Uh I watched an article. <laughs> I read an Onion article. Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. But no, uh, honestly, it's it's crazy because I read an article a couple of years back where McDonald's workers in England, or the UK, I should say, uh, if we're being PC, were going on strike uh, because of wanting to have wages raised. And McDonald's was like, okay, that's cool. Have fun at home and just put in self-serving McDonald's machines. So, yeah, I know, you know, I know this doesn't have to do with England, but universal basic income is probably going to be a, a thing and not in the not so distant future because of all yeah. this kind of stuff. Thanks a lot, robots. You know, right, well, thanks a lot, in- thanks a lot, Tim Cook. In, yeah. in terms of uh, major motion pictures coming to life, uh, Planet of the Apes is coming. So as, Ooh, as a scientist, this, as, a, as a scientist, I do a fair amount of you know, scientific reading. And a group at MIT implanted monkey embryos with this specific, uh, I don't know, gene, um, which they are hypothesizing to aid in the brain development in humans. And they're trying to like bridge the evolutionary gap between humans and monkeys. And so they did, they, they had 11 monkeys in this study and six of them died. But the five that survived actually showed um, significantly improved short-term memory with respect to untreated monkeys. So Dude, this, this is, is just the beginning fun. of the monkey takeover. Yo, so, this is... Okay, this is fucked. Um, MIT's got to chill the fuck out because MIT also is on the front lines of a lot of this robot building yeah man these guys are wild and they're just mit's gotta just, for like just relax a dystopian a society yeah i get that you're smart as shit just you know be smart about something else not hey, devices tom, to take tom, over the world 
Go ahead and read yeah. some of that for us, that second bullet there. I want to hear you get super nerdy up in this bitch. All right, so this is about verbatim. Scientists implanted 11 monkey embryos with the MCPH1 gene, hypothesized to aid in brain development in humans. Six of the 11 monkeys died, but the survivors did show significant improved short-term memory with respect to the untreated monkeys. So basically, what do you mean to the respect of the untreated monkeys? No, please, Tom. With respect, okay. For those of you who aren't getting your PhD, uh, and and don't it just means versus versus and don't don't speak too good. Uh, this is basically we're giving the abilities for monkeys to know how to reload and uh, shoot guns. Yeah, and so if you saw the the latest Planet of the Apes, um, essentially Caesar picks up a a smoke grenade of sorts, and all the monkeys breathe it in, and just like that. Uh, you know, they're running rampant and taking over cities, towns, this, that, and the other. This is sick. We're going to have... <laughs> this is not we sick. We're going to have a robot ape fucking war. Yes, dude. And humans are going to be the slaves. Yeah, well, that doesn't sound honestly, so Honestly, pretty good movie idea. Dude. If we get going on the script now, we'll probably End beat regulation out... regulation pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that sounds like a sick movie. Starring drop, all drop that us. shit right before the I rob I robot versus Planet of the Apes. It's perfect. Oh my god, dude! All right, we're 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 gonna put the podcast stuff on pause for like the next year while we write this masterpiece. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, hold with us. <laughs> we'll be we'll back. Be back. Uh, oh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is definitely in the movie. Yeah, he's dude. starring. So he I is... told you I, I went to to the movies yesterday and. I almost shit my dude. I did not know there was another Terminator coming out. Oh yeah, neither did I. I saw that. Thanks for the and heads up. It started to uh, it started to roll out, and Taylor was like, "What the shit is this?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "No way!" And then she was like, "My name's Sarah Connor." The door opens, and it's Arnold, and I'm like, "I'll get you, Chopper!" I'm like, "Dude, no way! This guy is 95 years old, still making Terminators." <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we can't we can't have a another terminator it's always always has been arnold always will be arnold yeah but dude come on like we gotta hang up the boots um all right i want to talk about this because music hits home to all of us i think we can all agree that rap is the music genre of choice nowadays uh fuck you brent and dj uh khaled music uh phenomenon is in a monster lawsuit with billboard charts i guess is their official title um and he has alleged that they have skipped over about a hundred thousand dollars worth of sales of father of father of assad uh resulting in his album landing at the deuce spot behind tyler the creator uh and his album igor i want to first say Fuck you, DJ Khaled. I know you're listening. Uh, and second of all, just be a man and, and accept the fact that you lost, okay? Number two ain't that bad. And you and Assad are going to be A-OK. Um, you know, so in your marble-stricken floors and koi fish fucking filled, you know, ponds. I, I just, I didn't like DJ Khaled all that much in the past. and uh, And now he's just, Dude, he's a boards. DJ Khaled's a tool, as far as I'm concerned. Like I get it, he's an icon. I I, I understand I think he's that, like but he's talent, also a total. I mean, he's, he's good at what he does, I guess, but he's a tool. I mean, that's the thing. Like he doesn't. I know he's like producing the music and all that, but all the hype on all his albums are all the features of the people actually like singing and, and rapping. All he does is yell his fucking name on every song. Yeah. And here's the thing, you you we talked about it a little bit just because we are music geniuses and we, we spoke a little bit about Igor. I, I wasn't a hun- I wasn't a hundred percent bought in and I didn't like it all that much. There I were thought a couple, it sucked ass. There were a couple songs that I listened to, but honestly, once I heard this, I went and listened to the whole album through just because I hate DJ Khaled that much that I, I, I wanted to do it just so that he could get that Igor could go further up on the billboards. Whatever I have to do to contribute to DJ Khaled's <laughs> demise I'll do so. I can't contribute to LeBron James' demise. DJ Khaled, you're fucked, my friend. Gardner's going to buy every single Igor Gard- album Gard- in the DMV Gardner's area. Got, 
Garden's got Igor on on repeat, and he just leaves it going with the sound off just to get those yeah. those stream numbers up, baby. I love like, it. Like uh, you know, you know, Metro PCS or whatever, they're always blasting music outside. I'm just gonna ensure that they're playing Igor at every single one across the country. Gardner, what are you doing at Metro PCS? Dog, I don't do anything there. Okay, I walk by <laughs> it. <laughs> Gardner's outside one, spinning the sign. It's like, come on in, do buy one, get one. Anything but buy crack there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk seriousness. I got some uh, topics for us to discuss. I would consider us master of debaters, master debaters. Um, and obviously, there's a hot topic going on right now, obviously. And we won't dive too much into the political piece. But they've been talking about abortion and contraceptives. Hot topic, gentlemen. Would you get the snip snip? Would you go ahead and get a vasectomy? Yes. Absolutely. Actually, as a matter of fact, I plan to. Oh. Yeah. No. I mean, no interest in children, or you're just doing no, it and no, then you're going to reverse down the road. I'm gonna I'm I'm have a few kids, maybe two, three. I don't know. But like yeah, one, once I hit that amount, it's like, like I feel like once you have a kid, it's gonna be like okay. And then once you, you're gonna reach a certain number of kids, where you're like, holy fuck, I cannot do this again. And I just don't want to have like an accident. But quick question for you, as somebody with a background in science. Is it a hundred percent guaranteed reversal? Um, according to Michael Scott in the office, it is. So, based off that scientific <laughs> snip, knowledge, snap, yeah. snip, snap. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's the case, a hundred percent. Because when people started saying, like, "Oh, uh, what about male contraceptives?" I'm not. No, I'm not taking anything because I, I don't even like the fact that my girlfriend takes them. I think. That shit is going to fuck kids up. Like, kids are going to come out with, like, 12 arms. So I'm not putting it in my body. But if you told me that all I had to do was just do a little snip, 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 and I can do that a plethora of times, fuck it, man. To save the world, I'll do it. I mean, I'm not going back. That's fucking No, I think once you you do it, I don't think the idea is to get it and then get a reversal and then get it again. You know what I mean? You just have a, you know have a couple of uh children and then you're like all right here's here's how we're gonna make sure we don't have any more that's it man can you imagine getting a vasectomy in college whoa why would someone do that it's game changer man you could just (laughs) no continue go ahead (laughs) blowing blanks all over the place dog i would hate to be your roommate (laughs) i'm not talking about in the room (laughs) (laughs) um all right Let's let's move on. Yep. U.S. Open, Harry, take us away, kid. Yeah, U.S. Open coming to uh, Monterey Peninsula um, in California. Uh, gonna be at Pebble Beach. Uh, you know, obviously everyone knows what Pebble Beach is probably the number one public course in America. Uh, incredibly well known. Um, Tiger's won three times there. Uh, you're going to have Brooks Kepka there who's won the last two U.S. Opens. He's won the last four of the last eight majors. Um, you got Rory Mack. I, I believe Kepka and Dustin Johnson are both 8-1 to one to win. Tigers 10-1 to one to win. Um, and then Rory McIlroy, who just shot a 61 final round at the RBC Open to win at minus 22, will be coming in hot. Um, it should be good. Uh, it's, you know, it's always a place to kind of contest. We'll see what the weather's like. It's been very very nice uh almost unusually nice in the bay area so uh it looks like the the weather won't be too much of a factor uh, in terms of you know wind or rain or anything like that but um you know ultimately man you know you gotta imagine kepka is gonna be in the mix i love dj this week um uh, i think he's starting to been, he's been playing better as of late and also uh for people who are gonna be betting it uh, look at Justin Thomas. I believe he's 25 to 1. Let me double check that. Yeah, uh, 25 to 1, but he's been crushing it uh, as of late. Um, he's, uh, what was it? I think he's finished top 10 in his last nine starts. Um, and he, is, he is coming it, off injury, though. That kind of stuff. Yeah, he had, he had a wrist injury at the PGA Open ship. Then he missed the cut at the Memorial, but he made he made the weekend at the RBC uh, and, and, you know, seems like his form starting to come back together at the right time uh, for this tournament. And, you know, ultimately at, at Pebble, it's it's pretty easy to say, but 
if you're at fairways, you're doing yourself a big service. That's why someone like Jordan Spieth probably isn't going to be a great selection. Uh, Jordan Spieth ranks 186 on the PGA Tour in strokes gained off tee. Uh, he gives up about 0.4 strokes per round against the average tour player from the tee box. So uh, hitting fairways is going to be key. Um, it's not. It's a long course, but it's not unusually long. It's not crazy. Um, but yeah, at the end of it, I, I like... Kepka and DJ to kind of be battling it out for the uh, for the championship. You gotten out on the course recently, Dicky? You look like yourself a little tan, brother. Yeah, man, I shot a broken eighty my last two times out. So there we go. Look at this kid. All right, well, we gotta get out there in July. Fuck Tom, yeah. you gotta try to you gotta try to get up uh, and try to uh, come play with us. I don't know how the fuck you're gonna get up there, but. Just... To, to San Francisco? No, no dude, no, up to New York. Oh, go play a little uh, maid stuff. I got a car. Yeah, Dickie's Dickie's gonna be out in fucking Long Island. It'll be just the trees of us, you know. Give me a date, and uh, I'll see what yeah, I can do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll record I'll, live. I'll have my people call your people. All right. All right. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as promised, we are gonna talk to you about the NHL and the NBA playoffs. We are in. Um, for some serious action, not only have we seen a forced Game 7 by the Bees, but we are now in the midst of, uh, what are we, halfway through this Golden State Raptors game right now? Um, and, uh, you know, we possibly may see Golden State fall to their demise. But more to come. Let's kick off for Game 7 uh, of this Stanley Cup playoffs coming to you on Wednesday June yep. 12th, June 12th. Yeah. Yep. Today's the 10th, yep. 12th. Yeah. June 12th. Um, tickets right now are going for about $2,000 at the door front row seats anywhere between, you know, 10 and 20 K. So any interest, um, go ahead. And if you have an go extra ticket, sell your let car. Us know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You put down a fucking payment for a house and some mortgage. Yeah. So, uh, NHL, um, Probably one of my favorite playoffs in all of sports. Always electric, and what could be more electric than a game seven uh, playoff game? And and not to kind of you know put it in their court or in their favor uh, any more than it is with home ice advantage. But I believe in 2011, Boston won a game seven Stanley Cup uh, championship game. So, so. With the experience having been there, uh, it's going to be a tough road ahead for the St. Louis Blues. Um, but not to say that it cannot be done. We talked about how much the pendulum has swung on the scoreboard, uh, and it'll be a solid matchup. But we'd love to hear from you guys uh, what you think. Well, let's well, let's talk about let's talk about first and foremost the St. Louis Dispatch. Which is the, my roommates from St. Louis? He's gonna hate what, that, that I'm saying this, but uh, completely cursed the St. Louis Blues. I mean, they're 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 gonna lose in Game Seven. You cannot I didn't see this. Do, you cannot what put out in the paper that they had already won the Stanley Cup before Game Six and expect them to go and win. It, it's a classic curse. I mean, that's exactly what it is. The Blues looked insanely flat last night. Tuka Rask is in absolute form right now. I mean, fuck when. You saw that one save he made where the guy, it was going in the net, and the guy kind of batted it onto Tukaras back, and it was just kind of bounced right, right in, his, in his pants. I mean, when that shit's happening, you're just, you know, shit's just not going your way. So, I mean, it's just, it's just an unwritten rule that it's a bad move, but are there other, are there other teams in history that have pulled the shenanigans? And- it's happened in the Super Bowl, I believe, before. I can't, I can't pull it off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, like one of those things where, like, somebody, somebody's team will make the playoffs and they'll get a Super Bowl champion tattoo before the divisional round yeah. even kicks uh, off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those guys are just dickheads. Those guys are just, yeah, just idiots. That's like the most moronic thing you can do. It's like, what do you think you're doing? Like trying to will, like you're gonna will, like there's some fucking, like it's like a. Like I don't even know what to call it, telepathy or some shit to like will yeah. your team by getting a tattoo of a championship it's thing called, like it's before the playoffs even start. Stupidity, Harry. Telep- telep- telepathically. Come on, man. 
No, but the, the, the Bruins the, the Bruins are going to win this series. Um, specifically, you were right. You hit it in the nail on the head. Tuka Rask has been incredible this entire playoff run. Um, and, and not to take away from the Blues and Bennington, but especially in the, in the last game, uh, Marshawn got things going. And the, the first line for the Bruins, as, as productive as they've been all season, they've really kind of been like stumped by St. Louis and their physicality. Uh, but, but, you know, Marshawn got going again, and it, it was a pretty quiet game, actually, until the Bruins poured it on a lot closer than the scoreboard suggested in Game 6. But I, I think, you know, it, it, it was a, a big momentum swing, and at, at this point in the series, going back to Game 7, I just don't see St. Louis, you know, have, having the skill. I, I, it kind of looked like they left it all out on the ice, and Towards the end of the game, they were just morally and, and physically defeated. And, you know, it, it yeah. could be the Boston fan in me. But, um, yeah, book it. Bruins at seven, baby. Michael Connors, if you're yeah. listening, yeah. pay me, bitch. Pay me. I got yeah. to agree with Tom, even though it's like I don't want to. But, I mean, they like I said, they looked flat last game. Um, just it, it, what it really was is, you know, as I was just watching it, they couldn't seem to make any pass. The Bruins did an excellent job for one, blocking shots. Um, two, they were doing a really good job getting their sticks in passing lanes, taking away opportunities to get it cross sites in the offensive zone. Um, and when you're taking away those chances, you know where Tuca doesn't have to go side to side as much, it makes life a lot easier for him. So he was getting a lot of. I mean, he was making saves when you know the saves he needed to, but a lot of them were you know shots from from straight on. Um, where he doesn't have to kind of get to the other post to to make a, a quick save or anything like that. So I thought defensively they looked the Bruins that is looked awesome. Um, and, and I think I think it took a lot of steam out of St. Louis getting beat like that last night. And you know, granted the Bruins I believe are nine and one in the playoffs on the road this year. Uh, it just after watching last night, it's going to be and and you know you know momentum's back in Boston's favor. So. I, I got to think Boston's going to take game seven. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say, fuck Boston. Um, I think that you are, you're both a hundred percent correct. I think that they look tired. <clears throat> However, I think that uh, any game seven team is a different beast. And, I think in the NHL, and this is why I love it uh, more so than any other sport, you can see this completely change in terms of momentum uh, in an instant. All it takes is for them to go up one goal, and you know things are things are moving. So, I think it is not going to be, like I said, an easy uh, journey for them. It hasn't been from the very beginning, uh, but they're here for a reason, and I think that they have a Stanley Cup team. Um, I think Blues in fucking seven, and I think, like Tom said, maybe it's the bias in me, uh, going against Boston teams, but I, I think they can get it done. So I'm excited to see what happens, and I'm I might even go ahead and uh invest in some front row seats. Tom, what are you thinking? You want to split it? Um, I don't think I can manage that. No, throw throw your place on Airbnb for a second. Well, we'll see about that. Maybe I'll dude, just my, throw it on the credit card. And... Dude, I wasn't joking about this whole heat thing. My fucking phone just shut off saying it was too hot. <laughs> dude, you are kidding me. You got to open I, the window. iPhone, dude, it's just as hot outside. iPhone needs to cool down before you can use it. And it's literally on fire. This thing is um, like about to explode. Put it in the fridge. Go record in your do refrigerator. You, do you have a fan? Uh no, I I should probably go buy one though. I'm I'm not kidding when I say like you can kind of see like I'm like shining a little bit. I'm literally perspirating. Bro, bro, you're always shining. You're always shining. I'm always. I know. I know. I know. But you gotta I'm throw that fucking reverse fan reverse in the window. Suck all that bad air out. All that bad juju just out. I feel like I'm in a. I feel like I'm in a sauna. You gotta but open that house. back door to your porch. Put a fucking uh, fan in like your window. Let that cross draft just do work. That's nature, baby. Nature versus uh, nurture, Todd. Yeah, <laughs> wear shoes in the house, okay? Friendship for safety. <laughs> second. All right. So, are you still recording or what? 
Yeah, I'm still recording. Dog, we've been recording this whole time. Why do you got? God damn, Tom. Yeah, we're just getting on, content, bro. Don't yuck, don't yuck my yum, dude. I, I'm just making sure, you know. All right, well, let's talk. Uh, what's yes. going on? So, anyways, right next, now. I have a breaking news update. Kevin Durant just fell to the floor and limped off the court. Uh, it is currently 34-32, Golden State. Raptors are gonna win this. Raptors game, are about to pull away, son. Wow. Here's the my momentum. thing. Amazing basketball player. Softer than dog shit, man. This guy is just made of of fucking paper mache. Uh or at least it feels like this series, this playoff series. KD has just been MIA. I mean, yeah, he's been hurt. Uh, yeah, no shit. Thanks, Tom. I just said that. But like I feel as if he has just been plagued. Um and fuck man, it's looking like it might cost him. I Tom, I said this to you earlier, buddy, when you were like, Oh, I'm taking Golden State plus two. I was like, dude, there is zero percent chance that KD was a hundred percent. I would be surprised if he was even sixty percent for this game. He's walking it off. He's gonna come back in the second half and mount the biggest comeback in NBA Finals. MVP? MVP? What about Boogie Cousins? Uh, uh, no, real, realistically, here, Toronto's going to win. Harrison's on record saying Boogie Cousins. Yeah, I said, if, I said if Golden State wins, Boogie <laughs> would get it. Honestly, he'd probably go to Steph. But, dude, Boogie, for whatever reason, is he play, he's playing on the outside. It's like, dude, get in the fucking paint. Get boards. And 100% and, and, Raptors and get And get fouls. It's like, dude, it's like you're literally the biggest player out there and certainly the biggest, you know, like biggest weight size. And and he's playing from the outside like a like a fucking point guard. It's like, dude, get inside and fucking get dirty. So sorry. So you think 100 percent if Kawhi uh, or sorry, if the Raptors take it, Kawhi is getting MVP. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, undoubtedly. They're going to do everything in their power to make sure that Kawhi stays in Toronto. Yeah, and there's like a there's like a still there's a rumor. There's a rumor going around that he bought property and I saw that and he shot it down though. He said he was like it's not. He said it. He said it didn't yet. happen yet. There is yeah. yet is a yeah tell, yeah yeah. So. He said yet. He said it, the paper. I think he should. I don't think he should be yet. in a major market, dude. He's like not that type of personality. I mean, he's that type of player, but yeah. And I, I think dude, a lot of that just, resembles what uh, what Giannis is doing right now in Milwaukee because he's thriving and he doesn't have the you know. Like you said, the major market media and the constant scrutiny of everything he does. And, yeah, and, yeah. And I, I think you're right. Kawhi is just that kind of player. Uh, Tom, he's a fun guy, and he just I'm, loves basketball. I'm a fun guy. Uh, so, you know, anyways, Rachel, Nich- Rachel Nichols asked him that same question again, and he literally just goes, he goes, yeah, like, she's like, she's like, now I get to set the record straight, like, who is Kawhi Leonard? And he's just like, like I said before, I'm, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> and he no just shit. doubled down. No, on you're it. kidding yeah. me. He doubled down on it. He was just like, like I said, Dude. like he's like, you got to ask me like, you know, more specific questions. I'm just a fun guy. He hit him with a double tap. Man, the guy is at this point. He's just trolling. He's got to be. I think he's just like that, like low key. All right, so so KD potentially gonna walk it off, but you know, uh, Tom's breaking news tells me that the Raptors are gonna wrap this one up. I would put my money on them, regardless, even if KD manages to uh, keep them hanging on by a thread to bring them to a 3-2 series. Uh, I still don't see it happening. My money's with the Raptors. Typically, I would always root for America, but fuck Golden State. Fuck that whole crew. KD, I'll see you in New York next year, brother. Um, More NBA news. Do you guys want to dive into this? Thomas, I know that you uh, uh, yeah, I'll at just, the mouth about I'll, a potential trade. I'll just run through it quick. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans have expressed the option of a multiple team trade package for Anthony Davis. Um, and the issue is that AD is a free agent next July. So whoever trades for him is essentially getting him for one year. And Anthony Davis has made it pretty clear that he wants to play in Los Angeles. So that'll be it'll be interesting because teams are going to be hesitant to give up all these big giant packages, but the Pelicans GM is expecting an all-star, a player with all-star potential, and two first-round draft picks, which isn't absurd for AD, 
but get, given the circumstances of his contract, it is a little steep. And you have to remember, too, that the Pelicans already have the number one draft pick in Zion Williamson. So if the Pelicans can get an all-star, a decent player, draft Zion, and then another pick, a couple teams that have been thrown around are the Knicks and the Lakers, who have the third and the fourth picks, respectively. Um, the Pelicans could be setting themselves up for a long, lucrative, and fruitful future. I just hope to God that it does not involve the Boston Celtics because we have way too much talent. I think we just chill, let Kyrie be Kyrie. If he wants to leave, fine. We have the talent to get it done without Kyrie. Um, but I, I would like to see AD go to the Lakers. Just, just I, I, I know we're, we always hate LeBron. I don't LeBron. want to see that because that gives, that gives LeBron exactly what he wants. I know, but you can't deny that it wouldn't be fucking great for basketball to watch LeBron and AD play together. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think... I think Another the super team? Pelicans are... I think they're right. highballing for sure about their demands for to get AD. Uh, I don't think they'll end up getting an all-star, potential all-star, and two first-rounders. It just... It, for any team, it, it's, you're giving up too much. Like, you know, AD is, is that good, but you're... You'd be getting... All right, so... Like you saw for, uh, like for for the Celtics, like they'd have to give up like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and two picks. Like there's no shot in hell they're gonna do that. Danny Ainge is way too smart for that. He won't do that. Yeah, because you because then you get AD and then you're like, okay, now we don't have a point guard. We don't have a shooting guard. Go- shooting guard and up? they'll give up like Lonzo. They I bet Lonzo ball. and like do they give up Kuzma or they keep him. I think Kuzma probably has the most potential out of everybody on that team. So I would probably try and keep Kuzma if you can. Um, but yeah, definitely Ingram too, Grimes. I think he's kind of underperformed, but he still has that potential to be great. Yeah. He just kind of has a fuck it attitude. But enough speculating. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, that the NBA really heats up immediately following um, – the NBA Finals. So that that week leading up to the draft is going to be absolutely crazy. Uh, stay tuned for updates on Instagram, Twitter. We got you covered. All right, let's get into some more serious talk here, boys. USC two thirty eight. We uh, are going to heavily discuss the main card event as well as some other highlights. But I'll kick it over to. Uh, Tom to start us off with a quick update. So yeah, the, the the technical technically fight of the night was Henry Cejudo um, defending his bantamweight belt against Marlon Mores. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, he, he's a knockout guy, but Henry Cejudo TKO'd him in the third round and became the fourth fighter in UFC history to hold belts across multiple weight classes. Conor McGregor gave him a shout-out. Um, obviously, McGregor did it as well. Uh, but the real fight of the night was Tony Ferguson and Donald Cerrone. Uh, and Ferguson won by a second-round TKO after the refs declared Cerrone's eye completely shut. Uh, and there was just a gruesome, gruesome picture. Like, looking at this guy, it looked like somebody had just put a golf ball where his eye is. It's pretty controversial, though, man. He blew his nose at the end of the second round, which is something you're, I guess, according to Dana White, you're not supposed to do. When he blew his nose, his eye ex- exploded out of his socket. Yeah. I imagine his orbital lobe was probably pretty fucked up. He's got but, an orbital fracture. so Yeah, blowing his nose, popped that shit out. Um, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But here's the thing. Regardless, let the man fucking play. No I mean, shot. What are you dude, psycho? Tony, Tony Ferguson guy, is one of like probably five or six people that could kill a man with his bare hands. I understand that, but fucking the guy's nickname is Donald Cowboy Cerrone. The guy's a fucking crazy son of a bitch, and he's actually almost died a plethora of times. So I think he can handle it. And to call it on a swollen eye, uh, I think is bullshit. But dude, his eye wasn't swwollen. His eye was out of its socket. That would be first of all. You didn't know that. Most, you didn't know that until after they pulled him. 
I think that you could kind of tell because the guy was doing this like he couldn't see anything. I don't think he was he had any vision whatsoever out of his left eye or his right eye. That dude, hands down, one of the more terrifying things that could ever happen is your eye. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty gnarly. Popping in terms out of how of gruesome it was socket. for blood. Um, but like you said, the the most detrimental move of the night, which is ironic in a game of beating the shit out of other people, was blowing his nose. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a little so, unfortunate. But he did yeah. apologize to the fans, so you know we all love Cerrone. Everybody, Cow- loves but it's yeah. but it's unfortunate. I mean, he was coming off of what, like, think three wins, two or three wins. Um, this is a guy, you know, Joe Rogan and and Eddie uh, Alvarez and all these guys have highlighted that this is a guy who prides himself um, and succeeds off of. Um, what's the word continuation you know he he needs repetition he needs to continuously stay fighting um you know any kind of longevity between his fights he gets rusty this is what they say um so this was up to par he was coming off of momentum he was winning obviously tony ferguson uh you know one of the fucking baddest motherfuckers you know in lightweight but uh i don't know man I think it was a pretty controversial ending. I do agree with you now that I know that he, you know, his orbital lobe was fractured and he popped it, but we didn't know that then. So, you know, I can imagine he was probably pretty yeah. pissed at the time, but. Yeah, if he... Cowboys, Cowboys, he's a legend. He's a savage, too. I mean, Dude, he's got the most wins in UFC history. Crazy. He, I think he's fought four times this year. And we're yeah, six, he's, or he's got three, a little three. win streak going. I'm pretty sure he has the most fights in the UFC under one other person. I think he's got the most wins. I know that for a fact. Um, but I was listening to to an episode with him recently on GRE, and he was talking about how he was um, he was cave diving, and he went with somebody who was kind of this is like a quick side tangent. He went with somebody who wasn't as uh, I guess novice as he is, or, or professional, whatever the word is, and. His wife, before he left, said to him, he's like, I don't have a good feeling about this guy. Like, I don't think you should go down. And he said the one thing that always kills people whenever you're diving or doing something that's, you know, as life-threatening is panic. And he said this guy panicked, and then he got them all tangled up in their fucking lines, um, and they almost ran out of oxygen. Both of them, thank God, made it out alive. Um, but he said he was like, I'm never diving with that Son of a bitch again, and uh, he's like, I saw my whole life flash before my eyes. I mean, this is like he was. Can you imagine being stuck in under, like, in a cave with no light? He lost his light. His line was tangled, which was the direction to get him up out of the cave. I mean, that right there is purgatory. That's my that's my living nightmare. Yeah, yeah I would never want to do that. But no. so, like I said, I think the guy at the time probably believed he could have continued on with the fight, but then yeah. you know. Given the facts that he broke his orbital lobe yeah, and he popped I, I his actually, eye out, I watched the. I didn't watch the fights because um, it was on pay per view, but I watched all the post fight press conferences with Dana White and Tony. And Dana was like, "He's like, we had to stop the fight. I think we made the right choice." He's like, "It's unfortunate that Tony hit him after the bell." He's like, "The ref should have stepped in to to prevent that." But in you know in the, it's a fight. Like things are happening very very fast. It's you know, it's unfortunate it happened. They apologized. Tony apologized, but he was like, he's like, Cowboy just could not fight. Like we would not let him go back, go back out there. It's just, you know, too dangerous. The guy's got too many fans. They would have been, it would have been more detrimental if they were like, yeah, he can, can continue. And then something worse happens. So, so, but what I would say, uh, Tom, did you talk about the potential next fights? No, I was about to say, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, uh, Tony Ferguson stated that he would fight Connor. He would do a, I believe he said a rematch with Cowboy. That would um, be cool. Or I think rematch would be great because here, here's the reason why. Or Connor, but I just I don't know what Connor's doing. So let's just assume that Connor's not going to fight him. That would be Cowboy great. would be great because the the fight just didn't end the way that people wanted it to. You know, so you know it would be nice to see them go four rounds and have kind of a cleaner fight. Um, because if he waits for the winner of Khabib and Poirier, he's probably not going to fight until December the earliest. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's but a six Cerrone's month layoff. Some serious fucking time to heal. 
Yeah, well, I think Sirota's going to be sidelined for a minute. And um, like, and, this, like, and this is why it just makes sense for him to fight McGregor because McGregor is going to be coming back for that belt. He's going to be a little rusty, and McGregor's going to get fucked up. McGregor's, I don't, that's I don't a, think that's a, he would take the fight immediately after uh, Poirier and Khabib. I think. You know, he's going to take some time to build the fight. All, all, you know how he is with all his marketing and this and that. Um, but I think, honestly, I think Ferguson would draw the biggest, uh, in terms of, of price and earnings, I think Ferguson would be the biggest draw because it's going to be the most exciting. Obviously, everybody wants to see Khabib again, but I, I feel like that's just a little rushed. And Ferguson McGregor would be the perfect, it would you know, be legendary. intermediate. No, Ima- imagine if they put that on the September card. Incredible co-main event. I don't, I don't think they'd put it. I don't think they'd put it on the same card. It would be its own separate. It would have to. Because first be of all, separate. that fight's in Abu Dhabi. Not that, that that not that it entirely matters, but I just don't think they want Khabib and Connor in the same vicinity Fuck for a little no. bit. And there's too much of a, of a, a monetary value from from separating the fights. Yeah, I I totally agree. You can uh, stack point. those cards with you know Khabib as a headliner and McGregor as a headliner, and you'll fucking fill stadiums. Well, that and that's a good point. Connor will not fight unless he's the he's the main fight. Hundred percent. And the other the other thing I was thinking about is we were talking a little bit fighting last week with uh, Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz uh, Jr. Um, that rematch where there's going to be some serious fucking bad blood. I think to your point a Cerrone-Ferguson rematch would be fucking incredible because I think Cerrone uh, is such a psychological fucking warfare uh, that I think he's going to continue to heal and he's going to feel... I feel like he thinks... I think he feels it, it got cut short. Yeah. Um, whether we all believe that or he believes it to be true, regardless, he's going to come back for blood. So I hope yeah. that there's a rematch. I think that'd be great. But if not, throw McGregor in there. Yeah, I agree. We'll see how it all plays out. I'm I'm excited. I, I mean, fuck you guys know me. I, I would kill to see Connor fight again. Um, so we'll see. Lots, well, lots got to play out. Quick question: While we're on the topic, because um, UFC is pretty badass, and these two items are pretty badass as well. Would you rather be a ninja or a pirate? Um, ninja. Pirate. See, we think a lot alike, Dickie. Yeah. I said the same shit. You're a peak physical condition. You're killing people with throwing stars. If you're a pirate, you got scurvy. You know, you you probably got a peg boy on your ship. Like, there's some, you know, I don't know. It'd be cool. I mean, d- the way I think about it, I'm like, I'm a little bit more stealthy. I'm not like a, you know, yell and get drunk and go rob and pillage. I'm more of like a stealth killer. I'm mind. good to. I'm really <laughs> glad to know that you're not like a a raper and a pillager. Tom, would you agree? Uh, I would not agree that I'm a raper or a pillager. I just think it'd be fun to get like wasted on my boat on like barrel rum and sail around all day. Maybe you're, go dig I mean, for some treasure, find some. But find you, your island. shit's been distorted by Captain Jack Sparrow. Are ninjas uh, yeah. celibate? Do we know? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm gonna who, go with now. Who is your who is your like pedestal ninja then? Dog, um, it doesn't matter. They got Chris Chris Farley throwing stars. Yeah, Chris Farley. That's like yeah, pinnacle of success. Like we said, Andy Ruiz. Like that guy has redefined what sexy is. Yeah. All right, let's close it out here. Harrison, really interested uh, about your buzzer beater. So why don't you start us off here, kid? Oh, so. Um, cool little endeavor I'm doing. I joined a, I joined the Hufflepuff Quidditch team. You would uh, be on Hufflepuff, dog. I didn't. Well, the hat selected. I didn't even get to choose. So, but uh, yeah, it's gonna compete in San Francisco Regionals, July 21st, right before my 27th birthday, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be fun. All right. Before I rip on you, <laughs> walk me through this. What does this entail? Is this handball and you just hold it's a like, stick? No, nah, yeah, it's like handball. But you have like a broom. You need to elaborate. Are you wearing a fucking cape? Uh, yeah, of course. Are you kidding me? There's also lots of Tom. Uh, can you please fucking step in on this? <laughs> there's also lots of uh, 
booze and drugs involved. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty surprised that you even like carried on with all this shit to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I was joking at first, but it's a real thing, so pretty deep now. Yeah, good luck, kid. I'll be pulling for you. I know. You, I got to uh, train for the next month, so you guys you won't find see me snitch. much. Dude, I will. I always find the snitch. All right, well, my nah. mind's hurting, so Tom. Now nah, nah, I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Ease, ease, ease my pain, brother. Uh, so the Warriors are still winning, so there's that. Um, but with the U.S. Open coming up, I'd like to continue my streak of picking the champion. Uh, if you remember, I gave you Kepka um, in, the, in the last. Real shock, <coughs> real shocker of a pick, Tom. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, he, he won. He won, Good so job, Tom. Good job. wasn't wrong. Anyways, this week. Tiger Woods, market. Wow, hot take. Tiger Woods All right, it, to the moon, and you, and if he doesn't win, it's gonna be Matt Kuchar. Will you, oh, Kuch, Kuch. Yeah, I love Kuch. some stinky Kuch. Will you send me a, a quick write up after this, and I'll uh, post a little Tiger love. All right, good talk. Um, we'll get Brent on it. He's super helpful. Um. <laughs> All right, well, you know, it was a pleasure. I, I thought it would be interesting to let you guys know that I, I attempted to create a centaur this past weekend. Turns out male humans and female horses are not, um, cannot be successful. They're not sexually compatible? Yeah, something along the lines. It just didn't work. So with that being said, thank you, as always, for joining us here tonight at End of Regulation. It was a goddamn pleasure keeping you all educated and entertained so that you are not that loser at work who knows nothing nothing uh if you are not already please make sure to check us out on twitter and instagram additionally please subscribe on itunes and spotify so that you can stay up to date on our weekly episodes uh we are creating a movement here things are changing so make sure you hop on board early maybe you'll get a free t-shirt or something um and to close us out a tribute to a uh, a dear friend of ours who is missed, Mr. Mac Miller. Uh, a is it post mortem? Is that what it's called? A post mortem release? Post post mortem? Yeah, post mortem release uh, of a song called "Real." Still, um, still skeptical about it. Metro Boomin produced it, uh, but we'll let you guys give us your opinions, and we'll close this out with that. We out. Peace. Peace. The track list filled up with so many mistakes, can't believe I'm alive. Will you be a saint or a sinner? Whatever you want, you decide. All day I've been faded, all day I've been faded, but fuck it, I drive. Now I'm in the Mercedes, the pills made me crazy the day I could die. Fall asleep in the pussy, wake up to the money, my life a cliche. I think I deserve a promotion, I think I'ma need me a race. All these motherfuckers keep playing Cause me, I created the game, though Stack my money and lay low They can't fuck with my bankroll Tell everyone that you know All my life I've been a real one, yeah Tell everyone that you know All my life I've been a real one, yeah Tell everyone that you know All my life I've been a real one, yeah I've been a real one, yeah I've been a real one Tell everyone that you know all my life I've been a